with the book Moneyball. And don't ever answer that question, by the way, by saying, well, I saw the movie. No, 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 you've got to read the book. Read the book. If you ever read the book Moneyball, you'll know that it wasn't just about on-base percentage and advanced analytics and so forth. Not at its core. It was about something much bigger. Good morning to you. Good Wednesday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports, and this, the newly reborn DK Sports Radio Podcasting Network. Moneyball was about exploiting market inefficiencies. And if that sounds crazy vague, so be it, because that's actually what it was about. The Oakland A's, who are described in there under Billy Bean, through the brilliant writing of Michael Lewis, find every hole, every opportunity... Every area where they feel another team is undervaluing either a trait or an asset, and they go after it. And as a result, they ended up finding players and certain facets of play that they were able to build up and beat teams that were spending way, way, way more than a team playing in Oakland ever could. Can't recommend this enough. What does this have to do with the Pirates? Well, I mean, some of it's obvious. You need to be pursuing these things. Right now, across Major League Baseball, there are almost no free agents being signed. Owners, especially, ironically, Those that traditionally have the biggest payrolls are kind of freaking out because in 2020, nobody lost more money than those guys. Think about it. They still had to pay these super high-paid teams to go out and play in front of no one. The Pirates say what you want about their payroll, but they made out better than anybody in 2020 by having the low payroll that they did. At least in that regard. Obviously, it didn't work out so well on the field. So what you're seeing now this winter is a free agent market that's just close to dormant. Big-name players are are sitting there. Other big-name players have just kind of given up and signed contracts that would have seemed impossible even a year ago. Minor league tryout contracts. Unthinkable stuff. This market, from a free agency standpoint, is there to be exploited. And I know as I say that, and I try to put pirates in the same sentence, that you're just going to giggle. But when it came up yesterday with Ben Charrington, he did a a media call yesterday to discuss, uh, obviously, the Joe Musgrove trade and all the other related aspects I asked Ben to describe whether or not he'd be willing to partake in going after free agents, even if the Pirates are in a building stage, even if they're just after prospects. He could very easily turn those players, if they perform well, into prospects at the trading deadline. 
And I was surprised at the candor of his response. And one of the things you were able to do last year was to uh, parlay Gerard Dyson into international cap space. Um, does it ever enter your thought process in this offseason that you could go and get free agent veterans or trade for veterans who could then be turned into uh, not that you bring them in and tell them that, hey, I'm about to trade you for prospects or whatever, but, th- but th- that would be part of your thought process because that's another method potentially of acquisition for you of prospects. Yeah, it is. Uh, it's something we think about. And, um, you know, players are really smart. <laughs> so, um, and certainly major league free agents are really smart. They know what's going on. They know if, uh, if they sign and go somewhere and, for whatever reason, the team is not in contention at the deadline and they're performing well, you know, it probably means their name's coming up in trade. I think I think most guys are prepared for that. We're honest about it. Uh, there's no reason hiding that. Um, so, yes, you know, we, we'd consider that. That wasn't exactly a no. I like this a lot. It's a good creative use of payroll. Another point that Ben would bring up later at he insisted on this was that none of these trades that have happened this offseason uh, Josh Bell Joe Musgrove were made uh, at any direction from above meaning Bob Nutting to cut payroll and if you think about it it kind of makes sense these guys weren't making that much um, and really the the lower the Pirates payroll goes uh the more grief they end up getting, not just from the public, but from the Players Association and everything else here. Uh, I I don't always accept these things, but I I accept this one. I haven't really thought about payroll in any capacity as it relates to Bell and Musgrove. I did when it came to, you know, Starling Marte to some extent, but even then Marte demanded a trade. So what are you going to do there? If Charrington is indeed free to go out and get some older free agents, guys that you would not think would make sense for a team that's in uh, this phase of building up a system that the Pirates are, and they can hope that those guys do well, that absolutely could and should pay off for them if they were able to move them at the deadline. As you heard, I brought up Gerard Dyson to Charrington, but I don't even know that Dyson is the best example. I mean, Dyson was 36 years old, couldn't hit at all, and yet they were still able to get something of significance for him because he could still catch the ball. He still had some veteranosity about him, uh, that championship pedigree from Kansas City, and sure enough, they ended up getting a nice bump in their international cap space. You can get real things. You can keep adding prospects. Teams won't give you prospects for nothing. You have to give them something in return. And if you're the Pirates and you're just running out a bunch of children to play every day, you run out of assets. So in this case, money and payroll can be an asset. Now, the question is, who do you sign and for how much? Dyson didn't cost anything. 
do you go out and get yourself a one-year, $7 million guy uh, and hope that he really bounces back? Do you go and get yourself a closer? How about that? Do the Pirates really have a closer right now? Kyle Crick's coming back from an injury. Richard Rodriguez really probably isn't that guy. Blake Cedarland's too young. How about going out and getting yourself a closer? Closers tend to be overvalued every year. There's always a team somewhere that's dying to have a closer because they think that's going to be the thing that pushes them over the top in Game 7 in the bottom of the ninth inning. Maybe that's the way to go. Whatever the case is here, presuming the Pirates are being honest, and I again, I'm waiting for the laughter to die down. Presuming the Pirates are being honest from the very top, that they're capable of spending and getting more players, as Charrington is saying that he can and will, toward the 2021 season, go get them. Go get them. But get guys that you're confident you'll be able to turn into something at the deadline that matters way, way, way more than what these guys will bring you through three or four months of the season. When we come back, just one question. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Time for just one question. If you'd like to ask a question yourself on this Daily Shot program, you can do so by visiting DK Pittsburgh Sports. Find the article that accompanies the most recent podcast and just place a comment right underneath it. This portion of Daily Shot is brought to you by our friends at Mike's Beer Bar and the sister eatery right next door, North Shore Tavern. They're on Federal Street directly across from PNC Park and the Willie Stargell statue. They're open for business, meaning you can go ahead inside and enjoy your favorites from the more than 500 beers that Mike has on tap. That includes beers from more than 50 local breweries. Or you can go next door to North Shore Tavern and get their classic dish, Steak on a Stone. Visit mikesbeerbar.com slash beer hyphen menu. Or call 412-322-BEER to order and pay. Person must be 21, ID required and present to receive delivery. Mike's Beer Bar. Today's Just One Question comes from Frank, who says, Full-blown rebuild. Good. Only way they have a chance. Who's next, Dayon? Well, first of all, I love the staccato rhythm to your question, Frank. You've got a future in this business should you choose to pursue it. That's good stuff. Who's next is Adam Frazier, uh, no doubt in my mind. I look at the Pirates' infield, and I see, depending on you know what they say, is that they have three players competing for shortstop, meaning Kevin Newman, Cole Tucker, and Eric Gonzalez. I'm not necessarily 
buying on that. I don't think that's enough at bats to keep everybody busy and to see, more importantly, what you have in Newman and or Tucker, the younger guys. Between that and the minor league signing last week of Wilmer Difa, the utility infielder from the Nationals, uh, that's a lot of middle infield bodies. So to me, the signing of Difa was the signal that Frazier is out, meaning that this the the brass on Federal Street sees that there's some potential value to be had for Frazier. Uh, he's got a bat that has been inconsistent uh, and has largely underperformed, but it on occasion has performed, and baseball people love that. As Clint Hurdle used to say all the time, if it's in there, it's in there. They've also seen Frazier greatly exceed expectations as a defensive second baseman. Gold Glove finalist two years ago. Should have won it, uh, really. And, and again was good at the position uh, this past season. Self-made, hard-working player, uh, still not old, still could be seen by somebody as having some potential. And there are teams uh, that need players at the position. Uh, n- not coincidentally, maybe uh, Toronto is one of them, and, and Charrington and Steve Sanders, his assistant, came from the Blue Jays, and maybe there's a connection to be had there. Uh, I would not look too far beyond that, though, Frank, if that's the way you were asking that question. Uh, I don't believe you're going to see a team offer anything of significance for Jamison Tyone until he is pitching again. I mean, he's coming off his second Tommy John. They're going to want to see him in action. They're going to want to see him throwing strikes. And I don't believe that him throwing strikes in Bradenton is going to be sufficient. I think you're going to need to see Tyone go out there uh, and start. And that's another condition. There's much more value, as we just saw in the Joe Musgrove trade in a starting pitcher, than there is at any other position in baseball. So if you can get Tyon to go out there and start and look effective as a starter, no way you're moving him now. You have a chance to really get something for him a little bit further down the road. So those would be my answers, but principally between now uh, and the time pitchers and catchers report, I fully expect Frazier to be traded. Thanks for the question. Thanks to everybody for listening. We'll do this again tomorrow. Park University in the heart of downtown Pittsburgh, they understand there's no substitute for real-world experience and career-building connections. Their innovative curriculum engages students with distinctive experiential learning opportunities. Point Park's pioneering co-op program empowers qualified students to work in full-time, paid positions with their corporate partners while earning college credits. Visit pointpark.edu works to learn more. Career ready. That's the point. Point Park University. Your front door, your car, your gym locker, your gun. Safety is a habit. Learn more about how to keep guns safe and secure. Visit projectchildsafe.org.